welcome back to Gain the Straight World. Um, today I'm just going to be looking at the concept of acceptance, um, lack of acceptance from the wider society and self-acceptance um, and how that I'm hoping can feed into a better society for everyone. So I suppose we all have experience with lack of acceptance whether it's ourselves um, with imposter syndrome where we feel that we don't belong and I mean I get that the whole time especially during this podcast it's like what qualifies me to sit here and talk to you about any of this and what qualifies me to make a podcast to research to record edit and upload and all these little things that I've never done before and that imposter syndrome really fits into a lot of areas of my life and I'm sure it does in your life too. So I really want to look at how we find it impossible to find our place in the world. So where I'm coming from on that one was when I was younger I was the stereotypical kind of grunger kid, ended up kind of going emo but not seen kid and during that time I found it really hard to fit in in school. Um, I wasn't kind of a sheep will say um, I found that a lot of others in the school were they followed the norm they conformed and whether they conformed for the sake of it or whether it's because that's who they were I don't know but it wasn't who I was and I wasn't going to conform just to fit in um, I mean some 41 said it perfectly for me in Fatlip um, I don't want to waste my time and become another casualty of your society I'll never fall in line and become another victim of your conformity and back down and I mean that really resonates with me and I mean it's the poppiest rock that you'll ever come across and it's one of my favorite kind of dance around the room songs but it's a big thing for me is that I it just wasn't me I wasn't going to be the type of person that fell in line and did what others wanted I'd been that way through primary school but I didn't I don't think I even realized that I don't think I realized I was different to anyone else in primary school I just thought it was because that I didn't fit in because I was out sick the whole time and I missed so much school but do you know something looking back all I wanted to do was sit there and read my book and be left alone I didn't want to go play I didn't want to run around the yard I, I just didn't want to do any of that and the thought of playing on the coloured spots in the yard oh my god it even gives me anxiety now because I couldn't run fast enough and everyone else beat me and I'd be out in the first round so what's the point and I mean I'm no different now I'm such a couch potato but and that's okay I've learned to really accept that and embrace that about myself um exercise Pshaw. what's that but I mean like if I wanted to get up and do something I would but but the idea of like joining in and running around to play a game oh, it's just never been me and that's something that I didn't really realize in primary school and I just always put it down to I didn't fit in and I didn't do this and I didn't do that all because I missed so much school and I found it difficult to maintain relationships but that would be something that would always be with me Um, I'm not a social person I don't really maintain or not maintain but I don't really form lasting close bonded friendships with a lot of people Um, I pick my group of people and they're the people that I trust and they're the people that I stick with and I would throw myself in front of a bullet for most of them but I'm telling you if I didn't maintain a relationship with you it was just do you know it, it just wasn't me and um, it wasn't out of rudeness or anything like that or dislike it's just it wasn't me to be that social butterfly and I mean my sisters are like that well one of them 
and I mean she just she makes friends so easily and I do I am quite jealous of that sometimes but at the same time at least I know that I'll always have this strong little core group of people around me and then if anyone comes and goes then it's okay when they leave so I suppose that's kind of that's kind of where I started with like my lack of my my own lack of self-acceptance was because I didn't really realize why I didn't fit in I blamed everything else rather than stopping to realize now maybe maybe like I was too young to ever understand that maybe I was maybe no child can understand that at that age I don't know but then in secondary school then it became it became more about who I was turning into as a teenager and I'm really proud of the person I turned into. I discovered Nirvana and it was one of the most life-changing moments. It was just, it like, now I mean, I there was a lot of the, the superficial love for the blonde hair and blue eyes of Kurt. But at the same time, the music just, even to this day, like 15 years on, it just really resonates with me. And nothing cheers me up better than turning on their poppier songs and nothing makes me pulls me out of a funk better than listening to Nirvana Unplugged because shows we're all miserable a little bit miserable sometimes and that's okay too so I mean now there's now I have accepted who I am and I've accepted my life and I'm really happy with that and I'm happy with who I am and who I'm turning out to be as an adult and I'm proud of myself and that's not something I ever thought I'd say but in school it, there was a lot of like rejection and exclusion and a lot of bullying it was mental and verbal, like there was a lot of name calling that, and some of that still really like hurts today when I think back on it. There was a lot of like stealing my stuff and waiting to see if they'd get a reaction, stealing more stuff and seeing if I if I they push me to the edge yet, and that really really just really got me down the whole time. And that was because I I didn't know what my place in the world was at the time and I couldn't stand up and say this is me and I'm proud of me because I was like what if this and I, I hate the term but what if this is just a phase what if I don't like rock music my whole life what if I don't like Nirvana my whole life spoiler alert I have a Nirvana tattoo but I mean it like it definitely wasn't something that I knew about myself I didn't know it'd be a lasting thing and so I kind of let that self-doubt creep in based on their bullying based on their abuse and there wasn't really much of an understanding in the school. They didn't have a great support system. If I reported it, I was told, try harder to fit in, try harder to get them to accept me. And, and that got me into a bit of trouble too, because I didn't like that answer. I didn't like that that was victim blaming. And I suppose I didn't really have the language back then to stand my ground and say, you can't do this. Like, I mean, it's not okay. And there was no support system. We had no sort of school counsellor. We had a guidance counsellor who helped you with your CAO forms in sixth year you know like something that I knew damn well from first year what I was going to fill out so it was never of any use to me to have a career guidance counsellor and it was just all these little things building up over the years and then then my classmates found out that I was bisexual and I mean I didn't hide who I was but I didn't broadcast it and I think that's a big part of of a lot of people's identity is how they hide themselves but I didn't and I mean to be honest with you to this day I don't regret it overall but there are times where I do wish that I just kind of kept my mouth shut or that I'd been more secretive and more protective of myself but at the same time people in my class found out 
because they saw me playing a game. So it was like, you know, you, you can't have it every way. I didn't broadcast it. I didn't go in and announce it with a megaphone. I didn't shout it from the rooftops. I I was just me. And I, I couldn't I couldn't hide that from people. And I still can't. My face is so expressive. I'm really open, probably too open and too honest with people about how I'm feeling. It takes a lot for me to hide my true kind of opinion on something. And my partner's often telling me to, you know, keep quiet. Like, this isn't the place for this. This isn't the time. And I have to say, like, without her, God knows where I'd be in the last couple of years because because she's shown me what it can be like not to hide yourself or to censor yourself but to stop and think and that was never something that I've done and it's something that I'm trying really hard to do but I'm but that doesn't mean that I'm any less accepting of who I am and I mean like I, I didn't hide who I was but but that created a lot of trouble um I went to a ball with a friend of mine and she was a girl and um, I had a boyfriend at the time and I was getting really badly bullied about it so I reported it and I was told to pick a side and I said but there's no side to pick I'm, I'm going on a night out with a friend she asked me to go with her date because she'd no one else to go with and on the flip side then she was just a girl who was a friend and everyone else could go hang out with their girlfriends at the weekend and do what they wanted but I couldn't and when I said this I was told to pick a side I just, I, it was so hurtful and that kind of made me think that I was wrong about who I was and I was wrong about myself because if liking both and I suppose I didn't really have a lot of experience with what bisexuality was at the time and I didn't fully understand it and I don't think I really had the full understanding I had the language but I didn't have the full understanding of it so it wasn't something that I felt comfortable going hang on this is me I can't change this any more than you can change who you are so I stopped to think and I was like is this a journey or is this my destination and now I know it was my destination it always was it was never a journey it was never experimentation for me it was just I am who I am but to be told by teachers and your principal and the people who are supposed to protect you from this this unsafe bullying environment that you're in in school and you're in school most of your bloody life at that stage most of your waking hours are spent in school or around your classmates so to be told that I I was wrong it really kind of made me stop and take stock. And all I can say is I had an amazing group of friends, most of who are kind of floated on through life now. But at the time, they were a really strong, amazing group of people around me. It was a very small group, but they were so supportive and they were so they were so kind and caring. And they really kind of like, they got angry for me. And that's when I realized that I'm not wrong and that it was basically to just protect the status quo in the school and it was to it, it was to just it was to stop me speaking up because I was the minority I was one person against 20 other people in my class against maybe 40 50 other people in my school who were also making it hell and it was easier to tell me to fit in than it was to battle all of these bullies and I don't agree with it and it should have never happened. But I mean, if that's their way of thinking, they should have not been, they should have all had training on how to deal with bullies and how to actually protect someone 
from that kind of environment that they were allowing to fester in their school. But I mean, I'm one person. And I know that's not everyone's experience, but I can only imagine how many people had a similar experience. How many people went to a school where they were different, they did not conform, they didn't fall in line when they were told to, and so they doubted who they were as a person. And not everyone has a strong group of friends around them. No one has that core group that can pick them up when they're down, especially at that age, especially going through those struggles. So I can only imagine how many people kind of fall through the cracks. And... Do you know, and, and it makes me really sad because over the last few days I've been looking up the suicide rates within the LGBT community and they actually make up more than 70% of teen suicides in Ireland during the years in which I was in school, so from 2003 to 2008, over 70% of teenage suicides were those in the LGBT community because they did not have the support or the help to get them through. And that is so sad and so tragic because they were so preventable. If schools had just been a little bit more understanding, if we had better support systems, if we had a designated person with the actual training to come in and provide support, a real actual support that can help someone come through those tough times. Imagine how many of those lives could have been saved. It's such an unnecessary tragedy. And so many times I was nearly one of those statistics because of that environment where my lack of self-acceptance meant that I couldn't. And it wasn't even my lack of self-acceptance because I did accept myself. It was I let the bullies get in my head, create the doubt, make me question myself put a lack of acceptance into me and then make me question who I was so much so that I couldn't stand my ground and say hang on here y'all need to and I mean those kind of that that way of being treated those that kind of um environment have been rejected that always been excluded been laughed at been jeered been mocked at it has made me a very overly sensitive adult where I can't take a joke and I, I can't. And it's taken me a long time to kind of even get used to my partner's sense of humor. And in the beginning, there were so many arguments because it would be a joke and I would just overreact because in my head I was going back, but I wouldn't talk to her about it. And I wouldn't kind of say, okay, look, this is where I'm coming from. And it took a long time. And as soon as I kind of, I got that off my chest, I kind of realized I'm overreacting to these kind of like these not even practical jokes but like but but just jokes and kind of messing and I I didn't know how to take it because of the experience that I had in school and it was and it's so sad that as an adult I'm still so affected by what happened in school because of this lack of acceptance from the wider community from this lack of acceptance from other people and not just because I was bisexual but because I didn't conform to the norm and I didn't as some 41 would say fall in line and that that kind of but that fear of rejection has also instilled into me a long life a like a lifelong fear of rejection where I'm afraid that if I do something that's not out of character but kind of strange or if I do something 
that my partner just doesn't understand that that rejection will come in and it'll be like hang on now you're you're a freak like why am I with you and that's such a stupid thing to say because if she thought I did something weird she'd be like oh my god you're a freak in a really like playful way but nothing serious and I mean it took a long time to get here and it took a long time for me to even get to this point where I can now trust that no matter what I do she's going to put up with me and I mean whether that's a long-term acceptance who knows she might get fed up but I mean it's such it's such an amazing amazing thing to kind of experience now is someone who accepts me for who I am and for what I am no matter what crazy shit comes out of my mouth and that's not always been the way and that's why I kind of really want to touch on these topics today is because I really want to get it out there that you're, to those who are going through something like that, to those kind of people, those people who are kind of in that dark place and that frame of mind, it is a long, hard road. I'm not going to pretend it's easy. I've I've had a lot of therapy. I've had I've done a lot of work on myself, and I've done a lot of work to get to where I am. But I can say one thing is for certain. And that I'm actually happy with who I am. I am happy in my relationship. I am happy with my life. And I, I just like I never thought I'd be there. I never thought that I could actually settle down, be happy with someone on a long term basis. And that's something that I would I, I really want to instill in people and instill in those people going through it. So if you're listening and you are in that dark place and you are going through bullying in school you're being excluded whether it's because of who you are and the way you act or the way you dress or the makeup you wear or the color you dye your hair or the makeup that you don't wear because you're not comfortable wearing makeup or your sexuality or your gender identity it doesn't last forever and it won't because when you get away from these people your life has such potential and you have such potential to be something great and something that you can be proud of. And that's really, really something that I wish someone had convinced me of when I was younger. Because anyone that was like, oh, it's going to be grand. Like, you know, you'll, you'll get away from here and you'll do this and that and the other. I thought it was all a pack of bullshit. And I thought it was just someone who was like going. I didn't know if that person had been through it for a start. Had that person been through this level of bullying? Had this person been attacked from all sides? Could this person comfortably walk down the street and not want to cross the road every time they see someone is like do they have that same level of kind of I don't want to call it PTSD but it's it's that aftermath of it all it's it's the fear that you have of someone still resenting you and holding it against you no matter how far you've come in life had they experienced that and how do they feel about it and if they hadn't experienced it, then who the hell gave them the right to talk to me? And who the hell gave them the right to tell me that it was all going to be okay? And I've been through it, so I can tell you that it's going to be okay. And not in any sort of sunshine and daisy and roses and rainbows kind of way. But in a, you can get there. With the work, you can get there. And once you accept who you are and you find your voice, you can convince anyone of who you are and they'll either try and attack you for it but you're so confident in yourself at that point that you don't care or they'll back down because they'll know that they can't get to you anymore and that was a big thing for me it was for me it was I realized who I was I realized that 
no one can touch me that in that kind of mental capacity anymore that I won't stand for it anymore based on these different factors and while I still have fears and I still have doubts and I still have these kind of awful reactions to like practical jokes and things like that it's not actually because I think that, that person's bullying me it's just an, the aftermath and dealing with it but exclusion can be so tough on people that it's really important that if you're listening to this and you're realizing that you're the one excluding someone else just please stop just stop and think for two seconds about how you'd feel if someone did that to you if someone treated you the way you're treating other people would you like it and if the answer is no then just stop because life is too short and it's just it's not worth it to be a bully And I suppose that kind of leads us into then self-acceptance in a weird kind of a way. So, I mean, for me, self-acceptance came from a lot of work, a lot of therapy and just a lot of hard work and rethinking everything that, that I've ever gone through and trying to put a positive spin on it so that I can be okay with it. And I mean, putting a positive spin on it doesn't fucking work. And it, and it, it really doesn't. And I think that's what held me actually, actually held me back for quite a long time because I kept trying to go, okay, but, but like that happened, but this amazing thing happened at the same time. And it's, it's really important to realize that one thing doesn't negate the other, because if you're going through a bad time, people really have a tendency of kind of going, yeah, but look at all the other great stuff that's happening. Like, like, like appreciate that and, and really enjoy that and, and take notice. But for me, I just find that really irritating because just because something good is happening, it doesn't negate what the the really bad shit that's happening. And I think self-acceptance is so important on so many levels. So, I mean, for me, self-acceptance meant that I could actually, my, my poor girlfriend could actually have a laugh with me and try wind me up. Now I'm easily wound up, so she loves doing that, but it meant that she could wind me up without actually making me angry and upset. And I just get annoyed and I'd laugh and I I get really annoyed then that I was wound up. But I mean, it, it meant that like we we got along so much better. It stopped having a negative impact on my life in a lot of ways. I felt more comfortable in who I was. I felt more comfortable kind of expressing myself a little bit more over the years. And it's been it's been a great kind of God, I hate the word journey and I keep using it, but it was an amazing journey for me to go through because I can actually be my true authentic self, as they say. But self-acceptance also works on the flip side for the bully. I mean, the world is always going to have bullies and some bullies never stop and they keep going and they become really shitty adults. And it's only when they're adults that they are held accountable for their actions and that people turn on them. But when they're in school, it's so acceptable that it's it's disgusting. If we could even make those people self-aware and make them accept that they're a shit person and that they need to change, the world would be such a better place. And I mean, for me, as someone who identifies as a different sexuality to everyone that I was in school with my self-acceptance of my sexuality wasn't hard but my self-acceptance of me being different to everyone else was really difficult because I had to accept that I was different to them and while I was completely okay with that I also had to accept that because I was different 
they were bullying me and because of that I was never ever going to have friends in school and that I wasn't going to conform and because I wasn't going to conform I needed to accept that I wasn't going to have that kind of great experience that everyone talks about in school so I mean self-acceptance in some ways is so so easy to to do um, it's so easy to consider because like a lot of people don't struggle with gender identity. They know who they are, even if it's not the gender assigned at birth. They know their sexuality, even if it's not heterosexual. They know who they are. But they then have to accept that that makes them different to certain people and certain types of people. And they have to accept that not everyone's going to accept them. A straight person doesn't have to worry about that. So a straight person who's bullied doesn't have the same knock-on effect, I feel. If they're jeered for, oh, you're gay or you're this or you're that, they don't actually have to take that on board because they've been picked on and they've been called these names. But at the end of the day, that's what it is. So they just need to accept that they are who they are, whether they be a little bit masculine or feminine, whichever kind of way they they land um they just kind of need to go okay this is who I am I'm not that that's fine and it doesn't matter what they say and but they don't ever need to worry about society not accepting them and their sexuality whereas those of us in the community do and I was actually speaking to someone uh, just today about their sexuality and their person who had struggled with their identity up until they were maybe 15 or 16 and that's when they had their realization that they were gay they kind of um and the way they put it to me was that they realized then that they found girls attractive in kind of a, in a sexual kind of a way but they could appreciate a pretty boy and before that they thought that that and before they realized the difference in the levels of attraction they just assumed they were a straight girl and liked boys and could appreciate a pretty girl but it was that kind of moment when they realized the difference between sexual attraction and appreciating a pretty face that really kind of drove home to them that actually they're a gay woman and then it was funny how they put it to me is that when they went to college they experimented with men and but they'd had to hide it in school and the reason that they'd hide it was because they were afraid of being the, the, the kind of the centre of the school's gossip and that everyone would be talking about them. And then that like they, they just didn't want they didn't want to be associated with that because they weren't fully after accepting them themselves. And then they couldn't bring themselves to out themselves or to talk to people about it because they're afraid of that backlash and they had that fear of what society would say about them and I mean that's it it just it makes me sad that that we have to struggle with that that we have to kind of fight even though we don't have to fight for our rights we have so many more rights now than the generation before us but we still have to fight for that right to be heard and we still had to fight for that right to be ourselves and some people were so afraid of the of how of the of the repercussions and the consequences that they just stayed silent and I mean if I could go back I don't know that I would have hidden myself but I do think that I would have been more cautious about the way I kind of I went about things 
and then as time has gone on and the world has become more accepting I mean we all see so many different things on Facebook it's such a more kind of open world now in Ireland it's it's forwards and backwards and it doesn't know which way it's going and and that's okay too we'll we'll get there eventually and and we'll we'll pick up to other countries someday and I mean I can't say that I'm happy with where we lie on the spectrum of our acceptance levels given that I know if we want to have kids it's a fight and it's a financial fight and there's fight for legal rights and there's it it's just it is a fight for that but I mean we have same-sex marriage first country in history to vote it in by popular vote and that's so huge for this tiny little country that everyone's heard of Ireland, but I mean, we're known for being a little bit backwards. We're known for our slow pace of life. We're known for our Guinness. We're known for so many things, but being progressive was not one of them until that happened. And everyone looked at us for guidance and everyone looked at us for this is the way to do things. And it's not often that happens. And I have to say it was pretty fucking amazing to sit there and watch the the votes be counted for that referendum. And then when it tipped into the kind of land of no return for um for the yes vote, I'll never forget sitting on my bed watching the scenes at Dublin Castle on the news and bawling my eyes out it was such an amazing day it was so amazing because that was the day that I realized no matter who I end up with I can get married and I don't have to have a really shitty civil partnership I can have a true marriage to the person I love regardless of their gender and that's not something that we ever had and that was just such a huge huge thing and it was so emotional and it just goes to show that we do have our progressive ways. But in the wider scheme of things, obviously, the likes of America would be far more progressive in certain areas, while Trump has kind of set the country back decades in their, in terms of their rights. It has become quite um, a progressive and accepting place. I've spoken to a lot of people recently from the States, and while it's getting harder under Trump's rule for or Trump's administration is that isn't that the term under Trump's administration to have medical care if you're transgender or non-binary you can be discriminated against on so many different levels there's so many cruel and backwards bills being passed so regularly that really kind of destroys people's uh, own human rights and civil rights but when it comes to the people themselves and the left-wing people, it's so accepting. And I mean, there's so many schools in America right now where people can be that little bit more open and they can be out and they don't have to worry about much. And I mean, I'm not saying every school, but it's a lot. And that's such a huge thing. And if I'm wrong, please, please correct me because... This is the last thing I want to do is be giving out false information and false hope for people. But a lot of uh, media sites from the States would often have up quite progressive forward-thinking things. And BuzzFeed have even gone so far as to have their BuzzFeed LGBT spin-off kind of thing, uh, offshoot. So, so there was one evening that I was sitting in the room with some of my housemates and one of their friends who I was starting to become kind of friendly with. And 
in the room, myself and my housemates were all part of the LGBTQ community and we were we were just chatting away this evening anyway and their friend came in and they were like, look, I've, I've got a piece of news, I've got an announcement to make and they started talking about how influential the media is and how and how that shapes who we are and we're all we were all really agreeing kind of going yeah like the the media can be toxic the narrative that's put out there can really destroy people's confidence and it can really ruin people and especially as um three members of the lgbt community we could really speak to how the media can destroy that and as as a bisexual I can absolutely see how people feel that the media is a poor representation because I mean bisexuals are the most most misrepresented people on um on tv shows in the sense of dramas and sitcoms and things like that I'm not talking about reality shows or reality dating shows because I just think they're brilliant but um but where like a bisexual is a supporting character it's generally just to offer the surprise threesome or or be secretly in love with their with their best friend of the same sex who's absolutely straight and then how they have to basically sit by and be in love and prop up this character and be in unrequited love so we're all sitting there agreeing with this narrative that this person is talking about and we were all really really engaged in the conversation and kind of as as that topic kind of fizzled out then this person got a little bit quiet and we're like well what's your announcement and they, they stayed a little bit quiet and then then they said oh you know the way I have been online lately and this person had basically taken themselves away from all social media taken themselves away from the internet as much as they could had been avoiding the news had had basically been kind of turning themselves into a hermit and a bit of a recluse for a couple of weeks before this and so we were saying yeah yeah we know um you just needed a break the the reason had been oh you know just need a break from social media we've all been there we've all tried it and failed so I had great respect for this person for actually succeeding and staying away for a couple of weeks and the reason being was that this person and their announcement was that they were bisexual and straight away none of us really thought anymore of the keeping away from social media keeping away from the internet and we're like oh we're delighted that you can tell us this we're delighted that you're you're comfortable in telling us this because it was obviously something that they'd struggled with and you know we, we were kind of just like passing on how proud we were of the person and then they kind of went quiet again and they're like yeah I thought the media made me gay and was brainwashing me because they want everyone to be gay so I had to take myself away from social media and we were silent this person had genuinely, truly believed that BuzzFeed, solely BuzzFeed, had been brainwashing them through their Facebook page and through their Instagram account to convince her to be gay or bisexual and that straight people don't exist anymore because BuzzFeed are brainwashing them. Now, I mean, I love BuzzFeed. I love doing the quizzes. You know, I need to find out 10 times a day which Harry Potter character I am. How well I know my stupid Harry Potter trivia and so on and so forth. But never have I ever experienced someone telling me that they thought BuzzFeed were brainwashing them to be gay. So we were trying to be really supportive but we couldn't kind of help but kind of go, the fuck. And basically it turned out that this person 
only ever saw the BuzzFeed kind of LGBT page and as a result had decided that BuzzFeed's mission in the world was to turn as many people gay as was possible. And this kind of feeds into that narrative that people really do believe that being gay is a choice or that it's a lifestyle choice. And I mean, that's not the case. If it was a choice, do people not think that we would we would continue to pass for straight when we're going through these like really tough times and that we would we would pretend to be the way people want us to be to stop the bullying and stop the harassment because I mean that harassment continues into our adult lives it can continue in different forms of sexual harassment workplace harassment there's so many different ways that it, it does pop up for people that like it, it left me speechless that this person actually thought this about themselves that they were choosing to be gay based on BuzzFeed articles that were appearing on their newsfeed it went then from one mind-boggling thing to another and their biggest issue was that when they told people that they were identifying as bisexual now the answer was you didn't set off my gaydar and because this person um didn't present as a gay or bisexual person it was automatically written off by other people and that also kind of fed into them thinking that oh you know they're only thinking that way due to the fact that BuzzFeed are brainwashing them and the concept of the gaydar is something that kind of irritates me when it's used in a serious manner like that so this person hadn't set off anyone's gaydar they didn't appear to be gay they weren't flamboyant they weren't butch they weren't femme they weren't anything and I mean if if a gay man isn't flamboyant, yes, he can pass for straight. If a lesbian woman is not real butch, then yes, they can pass for straight. But I mean, a straight person then could be just as femme, butch or flamboyant as a gay person or a bi person. And, you know, what does that mean? That that they're hiding themselves? And I mean, I can be just as guilty for making that assumption based on someone's flamboyancy or just general appearance. And it's something that I'm really, really trying to change about myself. But because this person had friends and family members tell them that they didn't set off the gaydar, they automatically assumed that BuzzFeed were, were at fault and that the media in general then were at fault for for creating this kind of um, platform to be brainwashed on. And it, it was such a kind of a sad turn of events because like, the concept of a gaydar is absolutely stupid it's so ridiculous I mean so what we're all supposed to be giving off this radar signal that that everyone's internal clock can pick up it's just such a stupid concept and I mean it's it's just because someone doesn't understand you without without knowing what's going on in your head and by looking at you they can't figure out who you are in the inside that's the same for everyone. You're not just going to know a gay person's gay by looking at them if they don't fit into that kind of stereotype that you're expecting. And the majority of people don't fit into that stereotype. And yes, some people can be militant about it and some people can be quite obviously whatever they identify as. And that's okay too because people are allowed to do whatever they want. But the same goes for straight people. If a straight man wanted to be flamboyant because that's how he expresses himself, then leave him off. And I mean, to me, it just really kind of perpetuates the idea of stereotypes. And it it also creates within the community this rejection 
based on not looking gay enough or lesbian enough or not 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 wearing your cuff jeans if you're bisexual something I just learned recently and it's it's mental it's mental if you don't fit these stereotypes you're just assumed that you're straight and then you're like oh you didn't like oh you know like like my gaydar didn't go off or you know oh oh I have such a great gaydar how how did you confuse it stop there is no such thing you can pick up on people who are quite obviously gay if that's the way they want to express themselves but if someone doesn't do that you you, you it's not a gaydar it's not an internal signal that we emit to people. And after that then, this person was really able to accept who they were and start living their life normally for them. And that was such an amazing thing to see for them. And just, but just because the media went a bit overboard on, on showing how accepting they were and, and the LGBT offshoot of BuzzFeed is run by members of the community so they post up like really kind of relevant topics to us and they post up like crazy overboard shit as well but they do it all to appeal to everyone the same way that their own main news site does the way their news site is now full of the kardashians at the moment because keeping up with the kardashians is finished it's just been announced this week if you're listening to it in the future that's where we're at in the world but I mean, like it, it for me, it really comes back to this concept of self-acceptance all around. It comes back to if you're comfortable in who you are and you can stand your ground, you can really just, you can take on the world. You can have this innate confidence that no one can knock. You mightn't actually have any self-esteem. You might have no self-worth. But you can have this confidence in who you are in certain aspects that doesn't actually affect the rest of it that if someone comes and calls you whatever names whatever horrible disgusting names they want to call you they're actually able to kind of go fuck off and that for me is such a huge thing and I just wish that everyone had it and I wish that we could take away this fear of society rejecting us based on who we love because it's such a stupid notion and it's just it, it's our society and it shouldn't be and it's like saying boys will be boys or ah, you know sure that's just him or, ah, that's just her no society should be held accountable and society should change and I think a big part in that is making the bullies self-aware and accept the fact that they are bullies and if we can just change a couple of people at a time I think we're doing amazing even one person at a time I think we'd be doing so well because if we can try and shift this thinking that all gay people must be or and when I say gay I mean lesbian and and bisexual people and then on the not just gay people but also transgender and non-binary if we can get the wider society to really just accept that we are not challenging the status quo. We are just wanting to be brought in under the umbrella of acceptance. I just think the world would be such a better place. And if we can get that going, if we can change even one mind with this, imagine how much better the lives of the people around that person would be. It, you know, it'd be borderline miracle. And it's just, it, it's really something that I kind of want to look at later on. Again, because... um. It's just, I've been ranting for long enough now, but but when I was going through this, I mean, I was looking up the 
the suicide rates and I was looking up the percentages of bisexuals, lesbians and gay people within Ireland, within different countries. And when I was looking that up, and this is something that I definitely, definitely want to focus on next week, is when I was looking this up, there was a study done in Ireland in 2009 and it didn't take gender into account. So it was done on the LGBTQIA plus community, um, to use the definition in the study. And it was it, it it did really encompass everyone and every sexuality that isn't straight, that isn't the heteronormative way. So the results section was classified under LGB. And I found this a little bit strange because the definition given at the start of the study was LGBTQIA+. So that's lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, queer slash questioning, intersex, asexual, plus everybody else. Anyone that falls within different categories under those broader umbrella terms. And... I just thought it was such a strange way because everything was accounted for. But the results had shown that no one had identified as asexual. And intersex and transgender people, their their gender assigned at birth was left out. And only the gender of which they identified was kept in. So it was whether or not they identified as lesbian, gay or bisexual. So a trans man identifying as gay was put under a gay man. A trans woman identifying as gay was put under a lesbian woman. Because they just said that, and there was like a little thing in it that said that they looked at transgender and intersex as they asked them their gender identities and they just use that as their classification terms. And I thought that that was such a huge and progressive thing for 2009. Because when I was looking at more recent studies in other countries, transgender people are broken down under the transgender category. And then into what their their gender assigned of birth was. And then what they identify as. And then their sexuality. And I mean it adds on so many unnecessary steps for such a a worthy piece of research because your gender identity is your gender identity nothing's going to change that if you're transitioning if you're non-binary it if you're intersex what the this the gender that you identify is what you are you're not going to decide that if you're a trans man who's attracted to men you're not going to call yourself straight just because it's the gender you're assigned at birth you're a gay man and that's such a huge thing i think to to think of but it's also something that I'm definitely going to do a lot of research into over the coming week because I think the more that we can accept that while yes there's a need for the umbrella terms we also need to just accept people are who they are and people are who they identify as and I mean right now in Trump's America that's not allowed they're going to the Supreme Court at the moment for a legal definition of the term sex in order to prevent medical professionals from discriminating against non-binary and transgender people. Um, in 2016, Obama had brought that in, where it was, no matter what your gender identity was, you were legally entitled to medical attention because it was your basic human right. And I mean, that's only fair. Then Trump 
decided to backtrack on that last year, 2019, and said that if you do not identify as the gender assigned at birth, you are no longer required, that medical professionals are no longer required to treat that person if it doesn't agree with their notions of what gender is. So, I mean, we are, we're, we're miles ahead of America in some ways and we're so behind in others that it, it's really hard to kind of wrap my head around. So I suppose that's something that I'm going to be looking at in the next week or two, just so I can better understand the people that we have on for our guest interviews, because knowing more about the issues that people who aren't me are faced with, just based on the country that they live in, never mind their gender or their sexuality or anything else, but no one the political issues that shape their world and shape how they're treated will go a long way. And I just think that that's something really big to look at. It's it's to look at the political world in which we live in and how that affects our levels of acceptance and self-acceptance. And I suppose, so that's really kind of the end of my rambling for this week. Um, I just want to say thank you so much for listening and for sticking with me to the end. Um, yeah, so if you'd mind just hitting the subscribe button on uh, wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple Pods or anywhere else. And if you want to head over onto the Patreon, we'll be posting up the first of our two bonus pieces of content this week for the tenure tier. And then we will be putting up the interview at the end of the month for the 15 euro tier. And uh, that is patreon.com forward slash gay in the straight world. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you all next week.